turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Here to preach the good news, heal the brokenhearted, set captives free, and bring restoration to our community, this is Isaiah 61. From Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, here's Pastor Solomon. Hello everybody and welcome to Isaiah 61. Again, this is Pastor Solomon Aquaka from Spirit of the Lord Church. We're at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55411. It's great to have you connect with us again on this edition of Isaiah 61. This month we are focusing on the theme, the manifestations of the gift of the Spirit. And we, we truly, we truly believe that it is important that each of us operate and function uh, within the scope that the Spirit of God gives us and within all the authority and power that Jesus bestowed upon us before he left. And he's still doing that even today because every word that God speaks keeps revolving and keeps acting and keeps working and making things happen. Um, so today I want to come to you from the book of Isaiah 61 verses 1 to 3 Isaiah 61 verses 1 to 3 and I will talk about the evidence of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life the evidence of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life and we can take this many ways but today I want to focus on a couple of texts that would help us gain some in-depth understanding about um, some evidences that um, we show as believers. Isaiah 61, 1 to 3. And I read from the Amplified Version. It says that the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed and qualified me to preach the gospel of good tidings to the meek, the poor, and the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up and heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the physical and spiritual captives and the opening of the prison and of the eyes of those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of his favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to grant consolation and joy to those who mourn in Zion, to give them an ornament or garland or diadem of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a heavy burdened and failing spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, lofty, strong, and magnificent, distinguished for uprightness, justice, and right standing with God, the planning of the Lord, that he may be glorified, that he may be glorified. In this text, Isaiah is proclaiming that the evidence of his ministry, that is the continuous cumulative exploits, both past, present, and future, are attributed 
to the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is what causes us to have evidence. And so um, the evidence of the impact of Isaiah's ministry is really outlined here. And so he comes in and he, he says that the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because, right? So then there are there reasons why he knew and felt and without any doubt convicted that God's Spirit um, was upon him. And he, you, you could look at his ministry, the past, present, and even after he uttered these words. And you could see that truly is the Spirit of God that was a glue that brought things together for him. Right? It also happens to be the mantle that was on Jesus as he proclaimed the fulfillment of this scripture. In Luke chapter 4, verses 18 to 19. So Jesus picked up the scroll and he, in the, in, the, in the temple, and he said, in the synagogue, and he said that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. So he had to reference Isaiah 61. He knew the Torah, he knew the law, because in the beginning was the, was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so Jesus being... God, Jesus being the word, knew where to refer to, but he had also studied to make sure that he knew the Torah. So he flipped to Isaiah 61 and he said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, and to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And so Jesus also knew that the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. In fact, it's not only marked by the evidence when John the Baptist baptized him in Jordan, but he 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 also knew because there was an anointing upon him to proclaim good news. There was an anointing upon him that was unusual, and that strength and power came from no other person than the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is still today moving in our lives as believers. And so it's the same grace that was on Isaiah and that was on Jesus as well is upon us, is upon us even today. That same grace, that same measure of the Spirit is available and readily available for us when we tap into and press into God and say, God, I need your Spirit. Jesus said, we who are evil know how to give good gifts to our children. How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those that ask? So God is ever ready. Um, he's, he doesn't discriminate. He doesn't, he's not selective. 
He gives without withholding. He gives liberally to those who ask. So the 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 key is to ask, seek, and knock. Because anybody that asks, the door will be open. Anybody that seeks will find, and anybody that um, that that knocks, the door will be open to them. So we are at a place in history where we need the evidence of the Spirit of God in our lives because we need to manifest the gifts of the Spirit, and that would be compelling evidence for the world to gravitate back to Christ and to to say, I want, I want a piece of that God. I want a piece of that power. I want a piece of that patience. I want a piece of that ability and 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 confidence and courage to preach the gospel i want a piece of that which would which would cause you to heal bring healing where there's brokenness to proclaim liberty to those that are held captive to those that are in prison we bring them out we show them the way out we show them that there is freedom in christ and proclaiming the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, of our God. And it's so critical in these days. It's so critical in these days. Now I'll go to one more text and then we'll dive into some specifics. Now, Romans 12 talks a lot about the life of a believer, expectations, if you will. And if we made this our... um manual as believers we would hit the mark and we would ensure that the spirit of god is always manifesting through us we ensure that we're living our days every day every moment every second being guided by the holy spirit romans 12 1 the amplified version says that i appeal to you therefore brethren and beg you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifices, as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, that is rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by this new, by its new ideals and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. For the grace merited favor of God given to me, I warn everyone among you not to estimate or think of himself more highly than he ought to, not to have an exaggerated opinion of his own importance, but to rate his ability with sober judgment, each according to the degree of faith apportioned by God to him. For us in one physical body, we have many parts, organs, members, and all of these parts do not have the same function or use. So we, numerous as we are, are one body in Christ, the Messiah. 
and individually we are parts of one of another mutually dependent on one another having gifts that's faculties talents qualities that differ according to the grace given us let us use them he whose gift is prophecy let him prophesy according to the proportion of his faith he whose gift is practical service let him give himself to serving he who teaches to his teaching he who exhorts or encourages to his exhortation he who contributes let him do it in simplicity and liberality he who gives aid and superintends with zeal and singleness of mind he who does acts of mercy with genuine cheerfulness and joyful eagerness let your love be sincere let it be a real thing hate what is evil loathe all ungodliness turn in horror from wickedness but hold fast to that which is good love one another with brotherly affection as members of one family given precedence and showing honor to one another never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor be a glow and burning with the spirit serving the lord rejoice and exult in hope be steadfast and patient in suffering and tribulation be constant in prayer contribute to the needs of god's people sharing in the necessities of the saints pursue the practice of hospitality bless those who persecute you who are cruel in their attitude towards you bless and do not curse them rejoice with those who rejoice that's sharing others joy and weep with those who weep sharing others grief live in harmony with one another do not be haughty snobbish high-minded exclusive but readily adjust yourself to people things and give yourselves to humble tasks never overestimate yourself or be wise in your own conceits and it, it goes on to say repay no one for evil but take thought for what is honest and proper and noble amen to be above reproach in the sight of everyone if possible as far as it depends on you live at peace with everyone beloved never avenge yourselves but leave the way open for God's wrath for it is written vengeance is mine i will repay says the lord but if your enemy is hungry feed him and if he is thirsty give him drink for by so doing you will heap burning coals on his head do not let yourselves be overcome by evil but overcome or master evil with good ladies and gentlemen this is truly epic right this is the epitome of a believer's life starting with surrendering our bodies as living sacrifice so when we become a living sacrifice now it's no longer as the live but it's Christ that lives in us it's the spirit of God that will pop up so we will have our preferences we will have our the things that make us tick but then when we are prompted by the spirit of God 
um, in a certain direction, we would allow him to react. We would allow him to respond. And that culminates into how we are able to walk in patience, love, and adapt, which is good, and be considerate in everything that we do. This is Isaiah 61. We'll be right back after this break. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Mission Minneapolis. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 980 The Mission Bible Teachers and Ministries with Alexa and Amazon Echo. And welcome back to Isaiah 61. This is Pastor Solomon from Spirit of the Lord Church, 1001 Penn Avenue North. And um, we are in Minneapolis, 55411 is the zip code. And we're excited that you're staying with us on this edition of Isaiah 61. We're talking about the evidence of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life. And we just, um, before the break, we talked and read through Romans 12. Romans 12 is absolutely stunning. It's like, wow, you know, as a believer, this is our guide. You know, in in a nutshell, it talks about literally almost everything that we need to do, right? Standing with God, how to use our gifts, how to respond and react. How do we, how do we think of others who don't treat us right? The, Answers are all in Romans 12. But in order to do that, we have to present ourselves as living sacrifices. We have to get to a place where we say, Lord, I have my ways, but your ways are higher than my ways. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Your spirit can guide me and direct me and help me to get to where you want me to get to because Following my ideals and my ways will not necessarily get me anywhere. And I know that there are witnesses out there that can say that, you know, I did it my way for a long time and it didn't work. So why don't we give the Lord the chance? Now, I want to talk about the resume of a believer. Isaiah 61, 1-3 Look for 18 to 19 and Romans 12. These offer a sneak peek into the life of a believer. And I I call it the resume of a believer. I call it the resume of a believer. So number one, the evidence 
of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life is to become a preacher. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news. Number one evidence, we got to preach. We got to be bold. We got to speak the words of Jesus, the good news, to those that are hurting. To bring hope where there was no hope. Convey the message of hope to the world. Number two, to be the healer. Right, God works in us to heal through us. But ref- let's go back to Isaiah 61. Verse 1b, he has sent me to bind up and heal the broken hearted. So God is calling us to bind up and bring healing. Obviously, it's not our power. It's not our it's not of our excellence. It's of him. But then he's working through us to achieve that purpose. So then we are sent to bind up and heal those that are broken hearted. Bring restoration. That's critical as believers. So when we are plagued with divisions and so many sects, it's not God's desire. Now, we can have a difference in opinions and, and, and how we would move and manifest the gifts of the Spirit. But Paul had to address some of those discrepancies or um, dissensions. Now, we would eventually, by the grace of God, um, get to the same measure of faith, right? God would would move us an inch us closer and closer to where he wants us to be in terms of our beliefs and, and our experience of him. Now, it's up to us to accept that and live it out. But we are called to bring healing. We are called to, you know, instead of wrecking havoc, seek that God's hand is all over, you know, torn situation, brokenhearted, those that are devastated, we bring God's healing grace. We've been called to be deliverers. Now, the context of this is that the Spirit of God is working through us. So anything that the Spirit does through us is credited and accredited to the Spirit of God. So we've been tagged as deliverers. It's not that we are doing it by ourselves, but we 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 are the conduits, right? So it is refreshing to see others come out and experience freedom and enjoy God's promises. Now, let's go to Isaiah 61 again. You, you see that he has sent me to bind up and heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the physical and spiritual captives, right? And the opening of the prison doors and the eyes of those who are bound. Wow. Wow. That's mind-blowing. But again, that's our call. He's called us to be prophets, to proclaim Jesus as the Savior of this world, but also as the judge. So we have to bring the balance and preach, teach the unadulterated truth of God's word, right? The spirit of um, prophecy is a testimony of Jesus. And Jesus, as much as he's a loving Savior, he is also the judge, 
right? So we have to create that balance and we don't have to lower our standards as believers just because we want to bring in the world. No, the standard is what it is and God said it. We have no business trying to, you know, adjust it any. We just preach Jesus to the world. We just preach Jesus to the world. Jesus and him crucified. That's it. That's it. And we disciple walk with people to grow them in their faith. And number five, it's called us to comfort. The Holy Spirit is a comforter. And when he's working through us, we are comforted. So the grace of God upon us to transform situations is real. And turn people's joy, turn people's mourning into joy and lifting up their countenance. In the next episode, we'll continue on this teaching about the evidence of the Holy Spirit in the believer's life, and we'll close out this section. But I believe that you're blessed, and God is going to bring every word to pass in your life, that which He's spoken. But know that you are empowered. You are empowered by the Spirit of God to do exactly what He's called you to do, to be a preacher to be a healer, a a deliverer, a prophet, and a comforter. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.